Tired of jumping from job to job? How about a career in a recession-proof industry where you can make a difference and help create a healthier living and working environment? The pest management industry gives you the opportunity to work with more independence. OPC Pest Services will give you a chance to grow with advancement. Come be a part of our team at OPC Pest Services. Apply online at opcpest.com slash careers. That's opcpest.com slash careers. Where do you go to find all your favorite wine, beer, and spirits with selections customized to local tastes? For over 25 years, that go-to place has been Cox's Spirit Shop. Cox's, Louisville's go-to liquor store. You're listening to Rabot & Co. here on ESPN 680 and 105.7. Now, here's Louis Rabot. Yes, it's not quite Louis Rabot, but it's Zach Cantrell. It's Cantrell & Co. this week here on ESPN 680, 105.7. While Louis gets his much-deserved vacation, I think he's down in Florida somewhere, but uh, he, he's enjoying himself. Zach Cantrell, we will have on Mark Ennis still. We're going to have him for the full two hours this show because, we, you know, just because Louis goes away, that doesn't mean Mark goes away for the week. So uh, we bring him on now. Mark, uh, thanks for joining me as always. Uh, thanks for coming on Tuesday. Uh, how you doing, man? I'm doing great. I'm happy to be here. I uh, hope Lou is enjoying himself. Got to talk to him just a little bit last night. Uh, he is very relaxed in a very good place. I'm very happy for him. Yeah, he deserves it. I mean, this I told mm. said yesterday, this is the best time of year to take vacation because it's right between the Super Bowl and March Madness. So get a chance to unwind for a couple weeks. And Louie works as hard as anybody at the station, so he deserves it as much as anybody. He also offered to bring me rum directly from the Caribbean. Uh, so I already liked Louie. I like him even more now. Oh, now I got a bone to pick with him. He hasn't offered me any room. What are we doing, Louie? Come uh, on now. He likes me more than you. Apparently I don't, so. do this on the air, <laughs> but, you know, breaking news is breaking news. I'm, I can't uh, help you. I can't shield you from these things. You oh, learn from man. it, and you move on, Zach. All right. How's I everything get... going with you, buddy? You doing all right? Yeah. Are doing... you, uh, is this sort of uh, the cats away, the mice will play kind of thing? Yeah. Where you just sort of stretch your legs with him not here? Yeah, it's, it's one of those kind of situations. We get to know a little bit of everything yesterday. And uh, as one of the texters said yesterday, when uh, the host's away, the producers will play. So apparently that's what we're doing here. Uh, 4379680 is the UPS Jobs text line. Uh, the text line was very good to us yesterday. So continue to bring those texts in. Cantrell and Co., you are still the Co., and this is the Co. today. So make sure you bring those texts in so uh where do you want to start today do you want to start with tb2 or do you want to start with the current louisville team yeah i think we were uh texting a little bit back and forth uh, before getting on the air here uh, and i said to you sometimes the show just comes to you mm-hmm. uh, and you you know here with rabo and co you are privileged uh for, to be in that magical 10 o'clock window when news has a, a way of, of being targeted directly for you and it's very similar to me there are the early, early time is not to be breaking news, uh, and late, late in the day, but right in between, so that makes the 6 o'clock news and that after sort of after work window or the everyone's in the office now window where you are, stuff happens. Great time for that TBT uh, release, and it's it, it was well-timed for everyone. We need this uh, sort of thing. It was a salve, I think, for a lot of people a year ago, uh, and I think to get... Some again, some beloved names like Peyton Siva 
and Montrez Harrell on board. It won't look the same as last year, uh, exactly. And there are some things about it that sound a little bit different. Uh, but to have those guys, those names uh, already on board there, uh, there's some real opportunities coming this summer with that thing if events that we are all expecting to happen around here happen uh, for that to sort of be a thing that tides us over Uh, and if you're a louisville fan who's been uh, just sort of in the doldrums about men's basketball the last couple of years uh, and and you're trying to get through this year or this summer for next year either football or basketball season you're going to get the ncaa football game from EA Sports, oh, I'm you're so going to get TBT with some players that you know. You you will make it through this summer better than you have in a long time. Oh, and if you don't think we're going to talk about what players you would wish to play with from the last 10 years oh, as sure. far as NCAA football video games, you're kidding yourself. Of course, we're going to get into that a little bit later. But uh, the TBT last year was a smashing success, no question about it. I mean, Freedom Hall, the, the way that those games felt... That's what Louisville basketball has felt like for a very long time before, and that's what everybody's kind of hoping to get back to in the next year or so. Uh, Our guy Mark Lieberman, of course, did a great job coaching those guys last year. I don't know who's going to be the coach this year, but you get Peyton Siva, you get Montrez Harrell, and there's going to be some more big-time alums that come back. I mean, and if the TBT, I don't want to say gods, but if the TBT people that are running this have some sense, we're going to get a Kentucky versus Louisville TBT game. Can you imagine whether it's at Freedom Hall, whether it's at Rupp Arena, the attendance, the anticipation that's going to be there, it would be more anticipated than the actual Louisville-Kentucky game was this year. And it's a great thing for the fans to be able to go to a game, to be able to have Jeff Brom in the stands like he did last year. You could just sense the excitement. It was such a success that I think it was inevitable that this was going to happen again this year. And you can already tell just based on the player announcement. They said, we're going to have an announcement in 40 minutes. The reaction that that got as opposed to I mean what we currently have there is nostalgia is a powerful drug but nostalgia is only a decade or so and I don't know if it's a more of a reminder of what Louisville used to be or a reminder of what they currently are but I think this is a going to be a smashing success once again I don't think there's any doubt about that no I I think it will be uh, last year it was novel. I think this year people will know what to expect mm-hmm. uh, and w- will know how it's going to go. It was a good introduction for those who maybe have never seen it uh, for uh, the Elam ending, uh, which you know, watching foul fests and such at the end of games sometimes. I mean, we've, I think we've had multiple college games this year that have gone two hours and 45 minutes yeah the louisville florida Uh, state game in particular that one i I remember the tennessee kentucky game and the louisville florida state game or louisville florida state started i think 30 minutes before and they ended at the same time because the louisville florida state game had so many fouls and free throws down the stretch and that was my big complaint with the nba all-star game was that they went away with the elam ending because now that would have incentivized them to actually play a little bit, bit of defense. And as we saw in that game, there was no defense. I, the Elam ending, I think, is one of the best inventions we've had in basketball in recent memory. I don't know that why they went away with it. I don't know. You know the All-Star game with the Elam ending is nice. I think you're right. Uh, but unfortunately, I think with this year's All-Star game, before we get back to TBT, yeah. I think all that would have done is just make them shoot threes faster. I don't think anything could have incentivized defense this year. It's just the mindset. But... To get to, to back to TBT, yeah, I think it's going to be incredibly fun, I think, for folks. And I think now that it's been shown that people will show up, you know, you said if it's a reminder of what Louisville used to be or, or, or is or whatever, I think it definitely is uh, because I've, I've always thought this. You know, a year ago when Kenny 
was really struggling and the team was really struggling and they're only marginally less struggling but le- really bad after the 4 and 28 and everything that was going on there uh, fans showed up desperate to show their support for something that was rewarded you know something that that supported them back and i kind of made this point on the show yesterday that feeling in your stomach when you watch the all-star game on sunday night yeah. is how a lot of people felt watching louisville play Kenny's first year and then that that summer break and having TBT there Louisville it was one of the worst things that could have happened to Kenny yeah and and why I've always said well I've always said that is people left there like wait a minute we're not the problem that the the product is the problem right we we showed up and and artificially like a pop-up team that meant the world to us some of these guys we'd literally never heard of before just a couple of days ago but their association with Louisville and the way that they played for something, people are drawn into it. And people left there like, I will support stuff that doesn't mock me with how it goes. Uh, and it, I think it reminded people, hey, we're not the problem. You got you to give us what we're supposed to get out of Louisville basketball. Uh, and you'll get what you're supposed to get out of us when you do. And to some extent, fans have shown up more, and they've been more supportive a little bit this year, even though the product's been only a little bit better. I think the cool thing about it this year is like, we can. I don't think we have to pretend that there's not a coaching change coming. There no, is. we don't. Uh, and and I, I think if whoever the next coach is, I'm going ahead and just uh, leaving this for you as a, a note for when you get home. Uh, when you get here, be at these things, be at all of these things. Yes. Be front row at every one of these things. Yep. Bring your new players and current players to these things. Meet Montrez Harrell. Meet Peyton Siva if you haven't already. Meet these guys. That, meet Luke Hancock. Meet every single person that's going to be there. Uh, and, and take it in and use this. This is what I. the first thing I thought when this announcement came today. The next coach, this is your chance to sort of get a running start on laying fan track. Yeah. Start connecting with people and previous players in Louisville's era kind of all at once. It really is like a dry run at kind of the PR part of the job, which I, I think you agree with me. That's a pretty big part of whoever's going to be the next coach. Yeah, that'll get your get the fans on your side. If you get the players on your side, even if next year is an average year, People are still going to be on your side because you're out there, you're out in public, you're talking, you're involved with the former players, you're involved with the fans. People want to feel like they belong to a big community. Like One of the biggest reasons Jeff Brom got the sport he did, other than winning games, Jeff Brom deeply cares about this area, deeply cares about the university. We saw him at all the TBT games. We've even seen him go on the road to Louisville basketball games. I think he went to the North Carolina game, if I'm not mistaken. He went to one of those games down there. And so people are going to give him more of a longer leash and don't care that, I mean, I wouldn't say they don't care that he lost his last three games, but it's not the biggest story when it comes to Jeff Brom. They're more, he won 10 games, he's the transfer portal king. It's little things like that that the previous the current coach has just not done that Jeff Brom has done and hopefully that the future coaches will do in order to get people on his side. Uh, Texer said Louisville and Kentucky would each have to win their regional in order to play one another. Uh, I need that as much as I need oxygen. I need both of those teams to play each other in uh, Elite Eight, Final Four, whatever that might be. That would be an incredible uh, summer event. That would be something for us to really get into when we're running out of content in the summer. So... 
you know, here's here's what I like about this, uh, yeah. Zach. I'll jump in here. Here's what I like about this. Uh, one, Louisville fans for decades, college basketball fans for its in, entirety. You know, your players play for your school for however long they're there—one, two, three, four, five years, or in some cases more. Sometimes, yeah, there's some uh, nine-year guys now, <laughs> right? They're, and then they're gone, and you ne- that, that can't come back. Except for now, it's not they're not playing for the University of Louisville, but they're back. And how many Louisville fans, after uh, his career here was over, thought they would ever have a chance to root for Montrez Harrell playing for a Louisville team? Yeah, again, Peyton Seed, and, and he thing. is. Yeah, he's unique, Montrez is. He's really unique for his uh, aggression. Like, I, when I start thinking about players in Louisville's history that fans love for his kind of just ferocity, mm-hmm. he's got to be way, way up there. Uh, and in particular, I think in, he, he is, as a person and as a player and everything, the guy they miss the most in some ways. In, in that fearless... Uh, uh, and was imposing and intimidating and annoying to other teams and all that stuff. And that's the thing that, that has been missed as much as anything else. And for him to be back, uh, get him around the program. Because we had the awful stuff with where he was disassociated for a while, and I hate that that ever happened and all of that. Right. This is a great chance to roll out the red carpet and have Montrezl Harrell be around everything Louisville basketball you can do. And I I don't know if he can be a coach. I don't know if he wants to be a coach. I don't know if you want him to be a coach. Yeah, he's but a little But if I intense. could just sort of have him – yeah, well, have I just want him kind of standing around players and just sort of rubbing off on whoever's going to be on this roster next year. Yeah. Like, if you could just – like, uh, you know how there's those people that – they're like, I had uh, AI watch 10,000 hours of Law & Order, and now here's what it thinks a lawyer is like or That's whatever. That's right. Like, yeah. I, I want you to plug Caleb Glenn in – and then have him watch 10,000 hours of Montrez Harrell and then come out and be that. I don't know that anything would be more well-received for Louisville basketball than something like that. So I'm thrilled about this. And that's a doable thing because Montrez Harrell isn't the most talented guy in the world. He's not a guy who's seven foot five blocking everybody's shots. He's not Zach Eady, which is something you can't replicate. He's not a guy who's you know Allen Iverson, 6'1", that can do a little bit of everything that is the fastest guy on the planet. Montrez Harrell is a guy that got as good as he did because of his effort, because of his tenacity, because of how hard he played. That is easily replicable among just about everybody on this squad. So you're right. I want to see people like Montrez Harrell be more of a factor with the program. I want Peyton Siva to be around the program. I want these guys that are part of historic teams, part of the 2013 national title team, part of teams that went to Final Fours, that they're around the program more so that you know the standard is kind of shown in their faces where I think at times we've lost the plot when it comes to the fan base at times, when it comes to the standard is the standard, as Ethan Moore likes to say, versus some fans that the standard may not be what it was five or six years ago, and we've kind of gotten desensitized to that. So I, the balance, I think, is going to be fascinating there. But I do wonder if it's going to feel a little different this summer because last year KP was retained after four and twenty-eight. It was bad. Are there going to? Is it going to be different once KP is no longer the head coach and people maybe start thinking more about who is the head coach and looking more forward to what next year is going to look like, or is this still going to be looked at as the release that it was after the last basketball season? You know what I mean? Yeah, well, I don't don't think you're going to get to capture. I think a lot of fans looked at this like, 
he had signed, <laughs> excuse me, uh, Dennis Evans and Drenton Flowers, and everybody was here in the summer, and everyone was like, get these guys around the TBT guys, and let's just sort of have, hope it kind of rubs off on them, right? Yeah. Uh, and I think this this summer, whoever the new coach is, and you would have to think there's probably going to be a, a fairly large amount of turnover again on the roster, maybe not as full as last year, but a, a good amount, uh, get those guys around here and get them a, a, their, a baptism into Louisville basketball again. I don't think it – I think people used last year as partly as a chance to – properly respond to the kind of basketball they want and uh, to celebrate and be like, hey, this is Louisville basketball, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, and I think for the next guy, it, next year won't have that. Next year, or this coming year, uh, it won't have the the that part of it. But it might be a good chance for to be just kind of an introduction to the new guy and the new guys uh, of what it's like. And and I the one of the things I'm hoping for the most and whoever the next coach uh, is going to be uh, is that there's just a big uh big emphasis on capturing and connecting with with fans and harnessing the things that make Louisville Louisville. It, it, just I'll be philosophical for a second. Uh, I've always hated the way Kenny's retreated from the media, the way Mac resented the media. Uh, and I've been reminded of it kind of in stark contrast this week with Rick. And we can talk about uh, Rick up at St. John's oh, a, yeah. a little bit later. But oh, yeah. We're with with Rick and his comments where he you know he basically rips the players uh, yesterday and then comes out today and is like, I, don't, I didn't rip the players. And then he actually said these words. He said, I do like to motivate through the media. And he said it out loud, and I don't really know that I've ever heard him say it out loud. Uh, but I've always thought he was smart to realize when I've got this, I, this is something to be harnessed and utilized, not resented, not avoided. And I, it's one of the things I will be looking for right away. Does the new person realize Louisville fans being fanatics, yeah, being actual fanatics, is something to be used for good, mm-hmm. not something to be hated or avoided. And I'm hoping that TBT will be one of those things where he gets to do that. No, and that that new coach should come out and be at TBT games. He should be out in front as far as sure in front of the fans. You, I would rather have people that are fanatics and crazy fans versus people like now they just don't care i mean there's a level of apathy with this fan base that should not be there at this time of the year so i think what the coaches have to realize is that the fans should be used as a weapon that should be used as a selling point look this is one of the greatest if not the best college basketball fan base in the country there's very few areas in the country that cover college basketball the way that louisville does use it the media they cover college basketball 24-7, 365, use that to your advantage because if you are successful enough, if you reach into a hard time or whatever, then the media is more likely to back you as opposed to where the media is right now, where Kenny Payne doesn't talk to the media, doesn't didn't really do anything this offseason to help ingratiate himself with the fan base, and you see the results as uh, as they are right now. And You don't even have to be Mr. Personality. I mean, Jeff Brom, is he the biggest personality in the world? No. But Jeff Brom knows exactly what the fan base wants. He knows exactly what they care about, what's important to them. He knows what the media, what's important to them. And he's used that to his advantage and that's one of the reasons he's able to get guys here and why there was such an enthusiasm around the football program last year that's usually reserved 
for the basketball program year in and year out. And that just hasn't been the case uh, the last couple of years. Texter, uh, DeMarcus Cousins versus Montrez Harrell would be glorious. Absolutely. I hope Let's DeMarcus go. Cousins. Right. Get boogie. That's you know, what hey, I You know yesterday. what's funny? What's that? You know what's funny? I, I do think that there is a parallel uh, vibe among Louisville and Kentucky fans that they, they have not enjoyed the last few years uh, and that they really, really loved and – uh, connected with on an emotional level those players from about 10 years ago. Yeah, that's a good point. Way more. Yeah. And, and that the, the chance for both fan bases to re-embrace those guys and to send the message to the next generation of players that, hey, we will go crazy for you if you play like those guys uh, is a chance that I think both fan bases will take advantage of. And it would be great. And it damn, it would be great, uh, Zach, just to remind people no one's crazier about basketball than us. Exactly. Here. Yes. Yeah. Kentucky, Louisville, this whole area, this is the hub of college basketball when those programs are at the very top, and this should be a reminder of that. Texter, Montrez is a strength and conditioning coach would probably be intense. I'd like to see that. I would love to see him as a strength oh, and conditioning coach. Oh, Montrez has the next Reagan on. I'm here for that. Yeah, I'm here for that. I would love to see that. Um, I, I don't think – I think Kentucky fans we'll, – we'll see what happens the rest of the season. They're in an interesting spot where – like I've talked about before, I think their ceiling is good enough that they can go to the Final Four, perhaps win a national title, but they could also lose in the first round. So I think the way that this year finishes will probably have a lot to do with the fan attitude toward the former players as far as is it on the Louisville level? I don't know that it is, but it might be a notch below that if this Kentucky team doesn't live up to the talent that's there. Hey, let me let me just throw an idea out here mm-hmm. uh, for the next coach. If if Montrez, I don't know where he's at, you know, in his mindset as a player and and how he views whatever career he might have left. But if Montrez is at a place where he's ready to to hang it up and start moving forward in his career, maybe still want to stay in basketball. What if? And for the, let's just say for the sake of this discussion, the Diener and Blankenbaker are, uh, get their wish. And let's say it's Nate Oates or Bob and I, everybody. It seems like there's a lot of support for Nate Oates all of a sudden. Deservedly which so. Which is great. Yeah. Uh, right. If Nate Oates comes in, Nate Oates, I got a, a, a pure winner idea. Uh, this is a somewhat dated commercial, but I hope folks listening know what I'm referring to. Hire Montrez Harrell, and he is Montrez Harrell, office linebacker. Terry like Tate. Terry Tate office yes. line? Yes. Yeah. And I just want him around the facility, and if you're half-assing it, he is going to charge you. you. He is going to dunk on you wherever you are if you do not have your head on a swivel. If you, Like, wherever you are in practice, wherever you are in the weight room, wherever you are in the facility, you're in a sauna, whatever it is, if you are not ready, you're getting dunked on by Manchester wherever you are at all times. Yes. And I, that's that's what I want. That's Nate Oates, make it happen. Yeah, make it happen, Nate Oates. All right, uh, we're Bo and Co. This week it's Cantrell and Co. We got Mark Ennis on the entire show. Uh, we got to take a little break here, but when we come back, we're going to get into the current Louisville team, and we might even talk a little coaching search, maybe do a little preview of the game tomorrow night against Notre Dame. We'll do it next. Taking care of your family isn't always easy, so we make sure getting care when you need it is. With Baptist Health Urgent and Virtual Care, we bring you more options and greater convenience, too. With video visits available 24-7 and online check-in through MyChart for in-person visits. To check in online or to set up a video visit, go to baptisthealth.com slash care anywhere. 
Time to replace your heating and air system. We know people want options. That's why you'll always get a free second opinion with BJ Heating and Cooling. Plus, for a limited time, get 0% financing for 60 months on a new Bryant system. Call the experts you can trust at BJ Heating and Cooling. to Rabo and Co. here on ESPN 680-1057. Now, here's Louis Rabot. Uh, not quite Louis Rabot, but it's Zach Cantrell. And 93.9 is your home for coaches' shows today. And at 2 o'clock, we'll re-air the Kenny Payne show. Uh, he t- talked about uh, the game last night, talked about fighting. Notre Dame, talked about fighting. Yeah, talked about probably, I'm sure, a lot of fighting. Uh, so you can re- Young people, too. Young people. Of course, gotta love them up. Hands were up, too. That's right. Uh, that's Tanner Brunamesto behind the board, uh, <laughs> doing good work back there. So we got the Kenny Payne Show rearing at 2 o'clock, and then tonight we're your home for the card, so tune in to 93.9 The Ville for the Jeff Wall Show, live from Parlor in J-Town. I'm sure he's got a lot of thoughts after the game on Sunday against Virginia Tech. So that'll be at 7 o'clock tonight, right after Cardinal Insider, and that'll take you into Louisville Sports Sports Live with me, Ethan Moore, and Taylor Lynch, where we'll have a lot to talk about on the men's side, the women's side, maybe some backup offensive tackles because we love talking about the transfer portal. So make sure you tune in to Louisville Sports Live tonight. So we're your home for all things cards over on 93.9 The Ville. Uh, Texter said, UK could really bring back the entire 2009-10 team with John Wall, uh, Eric Bledsoe, DeMarcus Cousins, Patrick Patterson. He said, now that I think about it, they could actually have an insane team in the TBT. Include those guys with Terrence Jones, Brandon Knight, Tyler Eulis, Willie Cauley-Stein, etc. Oh, man. I need that. I want to see that. That would be a phenomenal lineup for a TBT. And uh, Mark Ennis joins me, as he always does, on Tuesday. That just sounds all sorts of fun. Like, there's a certain nostalgia there, as we've talked about. I'm not going to be the guy that said college basketball was better in 2009, 2010, up until 2014 or whatever the case may be. But there is something there, too. If you could get those Louisville squads, you could bring in Kyle Keurig, you could bring in you know, some of those old school guys, and you go up against that Kentucky squad... Man, that is still high-level basketball in 2024, if we could make that happen in the TBT. I would love to know... Uh, someone who's, uh, I think, still playing that wasn't on last year's team. And I'll take uh, I- I- like any suggestion people have got, but I would love to know one, uh, one player who wasn't on the team last year that you would really like to be on this one that's that's reasonable. And I would bear in mind that for a lot of these guys, you're, you're looking for guys out of the NBA. Uh, you know, you're not going to get guys who either are on teams because they're not going to let them do that or who will really feel like they've got a realistic chance of being on one but other than that i would love to know someone uh that people would love to see uh, on this year's team uh, and if you're a kentucky fan just one player that that you'd like to really see because you know some of the names you just named i don't know if some of those guys a lot, i think a lot of them still think they've got some nba years uh, perhaps or opportunities on their their yeah. radars but i would love to know from folks who would you really like to see uh, on either team uh, and, and how much would you look forward to those two teams playing? I think it would be very popular. Four three seven nine six eighty. Make sure you text those names in on the Louisville side and the Kentucky side. Nick Coffey, I think, brought up some names. Uh, Dwayne Sutton, Carleek Jones, Ray Spaulding, David Johnson, Ryan McMahon, and, of course, uh, Gorgie Zhang. 
that was one of the first names that I thought of as soon as the announcement was happening. I didn't know if he would be the player announcement and ended up being Montrez Harrell. So those are some names that isn't, I think would be isn't fascinating. Isn't Carlick like, doing really good in the G League? I remember like, I thought he won like MVP or like first team. Yeah, Carlick is hanging around for yeah, sure. I think um, but Ray Spalding is a, is a – yeah, Ray Spaulding's a good suggestion because he's local too, uh, and I, th- I think he's one of those guys that, pe- that people really liked by the end of his career uh, f- because he seemed to have sort of settled in and, and grown into his body and, and sort of come out of his shell. Uh, so I would love uh, to hear uh, from folks on who they would be interested in. Yeah, Can I just uh, bring up something about uh, just a, an individual sad moment for me uh, last night, and I promise this is not Kenny Payne trolling at all. It's just how it is mm-hmm. uh, right now. I had the pleasure, and when I say pleasure, I mean uh, in my soul, uh, almost like I was opening presents on Christmas uh, last night, watching Virginia Tech beat Virginia by a million points last night. Oh, And it man. took until... It took until two minutes, I think it was two minutes and 28 seconds in the second half for Virginia to have what Virginia Tech had at halftime. And and until about three minutes to go, they almost had them doubled for the game. And it it was just so thoroughly enjoyable. And then the stats start coming out and people are like, you know, Virginia's only scored 90 points in the last three games or something like that. The last two games. The last two games, something like that. Yeah, crazy stuff. Only 60 points in the last three halves of basketball, stuff like that. And, you know, in in recent memory, Virginia doesn't struggle like this. And they certainly don't get blown out like this, even if they can't score. You know, we're used to that. And then you, it, I was reminded that this Louisville team lost twice to Virginia by not even remotely competitive numbers. They scored 13 game. in the and, first half against that Virginia team well, in the second right. game. And the Virginia team that couldn't score scored north of 70 in those games. Like, like they, it, Louisville's been so bad this year. I couldn't even enjoy Virginia being unusually bad this year either. And I'm mad about that, Zach. I don't know if I'm going to be able to get over that. It was the biggest loss in Tony Bennett's like Virginia career, and it was 10 more from his last biggest loss. Was like I think he lost by 24 like twice mm-hmm. through the years, and now it's 34 was last night. I think it was 34, right? Yeah, 75-41 yeah. was the Jesus. final. And that was not against a particularly great Virginia Tech team. That's not going to be an NCAA tournament team. And Virginia just went there, and that game was not competitive uh, from the beginning. Yeah, that was going to be one of the talking points we had later. 90 points in two games. They, had a, they won on Saturday shooting one for 11 at the free throw line. When have you ever seen that? When has a team ever gone one for 11 at the line and won? And they did it against, they beat Wake Forest, and that hurts Wake Forest NCAA tournament possibilities. We had this discussion yesterday. Where do we view the ACC? Because we know North Carolina's good. I don't know if North Carolina's Final Four good. That's possible. But they. I'm worried about them a little bit because they have not, they've lost some road games they shouldn't have lost lately. Duke, the ceiling I just don't think is all that high. Pitt. Is I mean, it the roof? The roof, yeah. The ceiling's the roof. Yeah, that's right. Might be for North Carolina again this year. And If Michael Jordan comes on the court and says that, that means they're destined to win the national title. Uh, Texter said Ray Spaulding. That's popular chick, uh, choice. Mm-hmm. Ray Spaulding's in the G League. Would he even be eligible to play? Uh, that's a good point. Good point. Yeah. Uh, Texter Rondo for a Louisville TPT. <laughs> <laughs> 
That's the funniest possible. I would outcome. watch that. Oh, absolutely. Uh, but then I again, some more for sure. Wouldn't he destroy like the entire Louisville team though, like chemistry wise? Uh, I, gosh, I don't know. Right? If he wants to even do this sort of thing, if I'm if I've made the money that I'm pretty sure Rondo has made, why would I fiddle uh, with this at all? Yeah, uh, I wouldn't do it if I was him. Texter, I'm a but UK. It would be fun if he did. <laughs> Texter, I'm a UK fan. So the only reason I care about Virginia losing is Locke being even more miserable. <laughs> yeah. I mean, can you imagine having to watch this Virginia team day in and day out just make a mockery of offensive basketball? Like, they are what to offensive basketball what the All-Star game was to defense. I mean, watching Virginia... Yeah, they, tra- they are. Yeah. Yeah, the, Virginia is, if you say uh, to AI, draw me betting the under. Yeah. That's, that's what Virginia basketball is. Uh, and I'm morally opposed to it. Sorry, Locke. Uh, but it is a it is a strategy. Like it's a, it's a way of playing. Uh, and again, I love when they get just get clobbered by people because it happens so rarely. Uh, and it was a rival, uh, and it was on the road, and they just had to had to sit in it, uh, it, it because of just how torturous they've been to Louisville. And I even even then I couldn't really enjoy it because it was just kind of a reminder. So since you asked the question about the ACC, that really just drives home another facet of the frustration around here that the the two years in which Louisville has been the worst team in the ACC by far have been two of the worst years of the ACC yeah. by far. Yep. Like the, there's there was simply was no this was not the old Big East where it was like a, if you just uh, you know put your guard down for a second you got dominated by somebody. This is a, an ACC that's putting four and five teams maybe in the in the tournament. Uh, and even Duke and Carolina don't totally feel like Duke and Carolina, uh, like they have with the coaching changes and the the players and that sort of thing. Uh, and there, there just hasn't been any excuse for the degree to which they've struggled in this ACC. Uh, but at, the, at this point, I, the, the prosecution rests in terms of the, the what needs to happen uh, with, with Louisville basketball. Uh, even yesterday's whole uh, day-long blow-up about Twitter spaces and everything oh, uh, and Kenny Payne defenders and the KP Mafia, which doesn't exist anymore, uh, really, anyway. Uh, there, no one's making this case anymore. No one. I mean, we used to have we used to even have triples, and we don't have that anymore. Uh, and so, hopefully, I said this uh, yesterday, Zach, you tell me what you think. Mm-hmm. I think it would be good for the morale of everyone. It would be good for the soul of everyone. It would be good for the lungs of everyone for tomorrow night's game to be the last one. You've got a week off after that, and you've got just a couple of games. I think four out of the five of them are at home. Right. Uh, and it would give everyone a chance, I think, to just not have to balance anything with their cheering. I would I would not be surprised to see something of a kind of a, a celebratory turnout. If you were to do that, you'd give them a week off. Uh, to get ready for it, have somebody else do the press conference and sort of be the face of things and it not feel like Kenny's hiding and all that stuff. Uh, Tomorrow's game against Notre Dame is unpleasant uh, in terms of the potentials for a really ugly contrast for Kenny. So, you know, when you were asking me about wanting to preview that game, you know, I think Louisville fans have been watching other new coaches and other new coach situations, and Notre Dame's one of them. Uh, If it doesn't go well for Louisville, which there's every reason to think that, uh, it's just going to be another thing for people to sort of be like, man, this really is not okay. 
I, I think it would be good for everybody if you didn't do it in the middle of the year because you were worried about the roster and everything and people being able to leave at the semester break. Sure. We're almost there. You've only got seven scholarship guys really available anyway. Uh, give everyone the chance to sort of enjoy. Let, let's let's move on now. Other schools are doing it. Uh, I was so jealous uh, of the fact that some schools are sort of being decisive about this sort of thing that I fell for the fake Jerry Stackhouse tweet like everybody else so did. So did I. Uh, on, on Sunday. I mean, I, I fell for it for hours. And yeah. I, felt like an idiot. I still thought it was true yesterday morning. We talked about it on the air. I still thought Jerry Stackhouse got fired, and then I read the betting odds of next coach should be fired, and he's second. And I thought, wait a minute. I thought it already happened. And then I realized I got God. So uh, good job. Uh, good job, social media. Texter, uh, if Dan Campbell hits on 21 and blackjack, Tony Bennett stays on 11. <laughs> that's fantastic. That That's a great one. <laughs> um, but, and I hate to do this because everybody knows I'm from Columbus, Ohio, but I'm going to tie this back in. Ohio State fired Chris Holtman last week. And they did that after they start the year 12-2. and two. They lose 9 of 11. They're 14 11. And this has been a, a program that Ohio State basketball has never really felt more irrelevant than it has the last two years. Last year, they were 16 and 19. And the only reason it was that good is because they won three games in the Big Ten tournament. And then this year, it clearly wasn't getting any better. And Gene Smith is a retiring athletic director. He's retiring, I think, in May. So that'll be Ross Bjork, the Texas A&M, former Texas A&M athletic director. That's when he takes over to Ohio State. So there was every reason to think that they would just let Chris Holtman finish out the year, Gene Smith would retire, and then Ross Bjork would be, his first move would be to fire Chris Holtman. Gene Smith decided to pull the plug at 14-11 with six games to go when nobody thought it was possible, nobody thought it was going to happen. And you saw what happened on Sunday. You saw a rejuvenated Ohio State crowd. You saw a team that played their guts out, a team that has talent for sure. Bruce Thornton is a very good player. Jameson Battle is an outstanding shooter. Talent has not been the problem for Ohio State the last two years. And you saw Jake Diebler push all the right buttons. They were able to break a press. They were able to hit free throws down the stretch. They did the little things they were supposed to do. And it felt for a day... Ohio State basketball was back, that they were relevant, at least for that time, because they knocked off the number one team according to the NCAA Tournament Committee in Purdue. And I just wonder, would Louisville have something similar if they fired KP after the Notre Dame game or if they'd done it after the Kentucky game earlier in the year? Why can't Louisville have that kind of deal that Ohio State had where for a day they just kind of released everything emotionally, they just cheered on the kids, they realized that this isn't all on them. It felt like a fresh start, and they played their best game in a couple years, and they beat a really good team doing it. And so I tied that back into Louisville because that could happen, again, maybe not to that high of a level because I, I can't see them winning at Duke no matter who the head coach is, but wouldn't you like to see at least a team play with you know some of the weight off their shoulders? Wouldn't you like to see a crowd just be able to go out and cheer on the kids? Like, wouldn't, Shouldn't they follow in a way what Ohio State was able to do this past Sunday doesn't like if you watch that game tell me that thought process wasn't in the back of your mind about Louisville's basketball program it, it was it, it absolutely was I, I think that there are some important differences but your point I think stands I, I think and it's it is what I would hope for with them coming home uh, after this Notre Dame game you get a week off you're going to be at home for the most part. You're not playing teams that are all that great. Uh, and the truth, I want you to think about this for a second. There was a two out of three game stretch uh, where Louisville won two out of three and lost the one on, on a tough call in the Syracuse game on the men's side. Mm-hmm. Uh, and we were th- there were people, Zach, that were calling in 
that were saying like, you know, maybe maybe we shouldn't pull the plug here. Like people were have been that open minded about things, but at the same time, you had people reacting to it and were like, I don't even want to enjoy them winning games because it might make people think that way. Exactly. Now. I think if you were to make that, if you were to do this, say, after the game tomorrow, it would free everyone to just enjoy them. And, and so I, I understand, I think, I've never talked to Josh about this, and I don't. I really don't want to. Afterwards, sure. But I, I've always thought one of his uh, primary objectives was for no one to be able to accuse him of not giving Kenny enough of a chance. Right. That's why he's waited, I think, this long. I think the hay is in the barn now. You don't have to worry about that. And so I don't think a firing uh, is going to like fix the season or anything. I just think it would let everyone let their shoulders down and slump a little bit and just relax. Have fun for the last couple games. Move on to the next guy. Yeah, this fan base deserves to just be able to go out, go to a game, just enjoy the game, just root for the players because these guys are playing as hard as they can. And I know the coaching has not been up to par, but nobody can tell me that this Louisville team doesn't have a good amount of talent they don't have nobody can tell me that they don't have guys that can play because they certainly do and i i don't know i know that they're they came here for kenny Payne, and i know they're loyal to him but i wonder if pressure would be off to a degree without kp without the cloud hanging over them and i know that's a term that has been used around here a lot as a cloud but that was referring to the ncaa so hey what what do people want to hear less in in like the next like how radioactive are these Two words: cloud and fight. Yeah, let's which stop one do people that. want to hear less? I think fight. I think fight. Nobody wants to hear that anymore. I, um, I was going to say, I know Ennis I agree. does not want to hear fight. Yeah, I know for that for sure. Texter, yeah. what's Sebastian Telfair up to these days for the TBT team? <laughs> That's a good one. That would be fasting. Uh, Texter, it would also give other schools that are looking for a new coach to hire Kenny Payne because, according to some TV commentators, he's really deserving. <laughs> Josh Passner, anybody? Uh, Corey Alexander? Yeah. yeah. Those guys don't think Kenny Payne's deserving. So maybe some programs would be interested in KP because he's a deserving candidate. Um, let's see. Texter Jr. is paying for that buyout on the condition that KP can finish the year. That's more important to have more money for the new hire than tomorrow being the end. Yeah. That that's always that's the argument that people have been using as well as you know Louisville. Of course, we all know how much money they're paying former coaches and everything. Hey, you could announce that though. Yeah, you can. Sure, you can. If hey, let's take. I know we're about due for a break. Right? Yes, uh, it's hard. It's hard for me to get used to the old, uh, the the three breaks uh, schedule with you guys uh, on this side, but. Uh, I have a hypothetical question about that that we can pick up on the other side if you want to. Yep, we'll get into that hypothetical. Oh, Texter Cowboy segment on first take. Yep, this is one of our recurring bits. Is We always have first take <laughs> on here. And every we, we usually have a countdown to when they start talking about the Cowboys. Usually it's less than 20 minutes. I'll say this, though. 43 minutes into the show, it's our first Cowboys segment. It's about uh, Micah Parsons and uh, – cultural issues you know demarcus lawrence all that kind of stuff but we're not getting into the cowboys good we're not them, it's been first 45 take. minutes that's, 45 that's minutes good for him uh less cowboy talk more hypothetical questions next tired of jumping from job to job how about a career in a recession-proof industry where you can make a difference and help create a healthier living and working environment the pest management industry gives you the opportunity to work with more independence opc pest services will give you a chance to grow with advancement Come be a part of our team at OPC Pest Services. Apply online at opcpest.com slash careers. That's opcpest.com slash careers. 
where do you go to find all your favorite wine, beer, and spirits with selections customized to local tastes? For over 25 years, that go-to place has been Cox's Spirit Shop. Cox's, Louisville's go-to liquor store. You are listening to Rabo and Co. here on ESPN 680-1057. Now, here's Louis Rabot. So tonight we got you covered for the coaches show. Tomorrow we got you covered on the basketball side. Some actual games to talk about. How about that? So uh, we're your flagship station for the cards. They're back in action tomorrow at 7 o'clock as they host Notre Dame. Uh, Alex White Network pregame coverage begins at 5.30. And after the broadcast, you can tune in to the Coors Light postgame show with Ethan Moore. He needs a winning postgame show. It's been a while for him. So hopefully the cards can give him some something uh, positive to talk about tomorrow night. And we've also got the Kentucky postgame show uh, over here, the Kentucky Fish and Wildlife postgame show, as they take on LSU tomorrow. Join Mike Gandolfo and Jason Entz at around 11 o'clock or so. Big game in Baton Rouge coming up tomorrow. Could be a tricky spot for the Wildcats coming off a big win against Auburn. Kentucky Fish and Wildlife reminds you to enter the 2024 Elk Draw today on their website. We've got other college basketball action tonight. It'll be Texas A&M and Arkansas, 645 here on ESPN 680, 105.7. So you switch between the stations, you're going to have some sort of basketball coverage. So you don't have to touch the dial. You don't have to change the station. Just make sure you tune in. You can listen to all things basketball. Uh, but one thing we won't be talking much about is the Dallas Cowboys over here because first takes got us covered. So like I mentioned, less Cowboys talk, more hypothetical questions. <laughs> Mark, you teased a, a potential hypothetical question yeah. we got to get into. Uh, what's that? All right. So I said, you know, I would really I think it would be wise for everyone, merciful even, uh, if they went ahead and, and let this tomorrow night's game be the end uh, for, uh, for Kenny. Move on, finish the season, just a handful of games, most of them at home, most likely one ACC tournament game, and then uh, that could be it. But it would let people relax. It would let people cheer without fearing that they're they're actually uh, asking for something they don't want You know, by, by doing it. Uh, and then the texture text is like, hey, Junior's only going to pay the buyout if you let him finish the year. And I said, you could announce that then. And so here's what I wanted to just sort of ask you know, both of you guys, listeners, whatever it might be. Would you get the same ability to relax if you just announced it and he finished the, the, the year and coached the last couple of games? Do you think that people could just put their weapons down, so to speak, you know, ceasefire now that it's been announced and just enjoy the last couple of games? Or do you think it would have to be like, all right, no, you have to actually make a change? I think they would, but I think there would still be a sense in the back of their minds of could this actually be changed if for whatever reason Louisville won their last five games or four of their last five or whatever. Would they reconsider firing Kenny Payne at that point? I think there would be that fear there with some of the Louisville fan base. I think most of them would probably accept that as a trade-off, but I think there would be some consternation as far as what if they go out and beat Syracuse, which they could very easily do because they should have won at Syracuse the first time. What if they beat Boston College? What if they beat Virginia Tech? Like, are they going to? Would that do anything to sway anybody's thoughts? I it wouldn't for me, but I don't know what Josh Hurd's thought process is. I don't know what the administration's thought process is. I think I know where they're going, but I, I can't say for sure. I'll keep it short and sweet. As long as Kenny Payne is the coach of the Louisville basketball team, the weapons will be up. I know you just said. Uh, Ennis that maybe the weapons go down no as long as he's the coach and he's on the staff the weapons will be up they'll they'll still find a way to be upset with something I know 
that if like Hurd came out and was like, yeah, he's not returning next year, like maybe someone would, or some of them would calm down. But as long as he's still the on the sidelines, someone or everyone or a majority of people will be upset, and they just everyone's waiting for a change. That's all. Texter said, yes, announce it, and I'll go to a game to cheer on the guys. I've not gone because I don't want to support a potential third year. I think that's a wide sentiment. And that was, like I said, with Chris Holtman at Ohio State, that was the first time I got to enjoy a game for a while because I've wanted Holtman gone yeah. for a couple of years now. So I thought last year when they won, when they went on that run, the Big Ten tournament, they got to the semifinals, I was like, oh, no, this is going to be used as justification to keep him for another year. And so I can kind of relate to it as far as where the Louisville fan base is feeling now. I yeah I I would I would like for them to be able to enjoy the games without having to worry about Kenny Payne being back for a third year. We all think the hay's in the barn. I mean, we've all been pretty consistent on this. I I don't really know who's left as far as his defenders are concerned. And that's why I said yesterday, if you, if you're a KP defender, then in the next breath, don't tell me that your standard for this program is Final Fours and National Championships. Like You kind of have to pick your fork in the road. you got to decide which lane you're going to go on at this point. So I asked yesterday, what's the standard for this program? And people gave a lot of thoughtful responses. Uh, top four in the ACC, 25 wins, compete for Final Four every three or four years, national title every couple, every five or six years or so uh, what say you what is your standard of the Louisville basketball program is it final four every couple years is it national title once a decade what what's your standard yeah I don't so this is funny I don't really have an objective one uh, and here's why I don't know how many people even realize uh, or think about it but you know Brady won seven Super Bowls and is widely you know regarded as like the the ultimate guy and sort of never letting the standards drop and all that sort of thing and has a 10-year period in his career in which he did not win the super bowl yeah people forget that uh, and so for me yeah I, I don't i don't believe in saying there's an objective number and no matter what the circumstances are if you're not reaching it you're out of here like i just think that's silly uh, it takes the, there are there are uh, the other teams all matter too you, know, you can have bad luck all that sort of thing uh, I, I'm much more subjective, you know, about this sort of thing. Uh, and and I've always thought about something that Jeff Walls said last year about getting his team to sort of realize you've got to really delight in and, and embrace and, and figure out what it will take for you to embrace uh, all the little things, diving for loose balls, taking a charge, you know, uh, fighting uh, through a screen, that's the stuff, the little grimy stuff that people don't like. And Jeff is right in saying, and he told his team at the time, these fans love that stuff. Mm-hmm. They love that stuff. Uh, and look, you've got to win. You got to win a lot. You got to win a lot of games. You got to win a lot of important games. You got to have a, a a regular habit of deep tournament success. But I'm not going to put like a, an absolutely objective number because, like for me, let's say they had ten years in a row where they where they don't make the Final Four. Yeah, I think the standard here is being a, a team that can make the Final Four fairly regularly. But if they didn't make it for ten years, I'm not firing that guy for not making the Final Four over ten years. Things happen. Well, just ask Kentucky. Uh, but, Calipari hasn't been to the Final Four since 2015, and he's still there. And Kentucky is the blue bloodiest right. of blue bloods. Right, exactly. And, and that's the sort of thing I'm talking about. That's why I don't do that. Uh, but I think that there are plenty of years where a team doesn't make it, where you're like, that was a 
that was a Final Four caliber team who just didn't do it. All I want is on a year-in, year-out basis for this team to be capable and for me to know that they're capable. And I think in terms of the coach, uh, I want there to be a sense on a regular basis that there, you know, a couple of times a year you just get that reminder if that dude wasn't the coach, we would not have won that game. Yes, that's a good point. And that, that's, the, that's the feeling I think fans want. People will come off their money when they have that kind of feeling about their coach. You know, uh, I remember when we were in Charlotte for the ACC championship game and Josh uh, was there at the team hotel with us and he stopped by and was nice enough to, to do a, a quick interview about it. And him saying the nicest thing about this is that we all know that even though Florida State is very good, you feel like you've got a chance mm-hmm. because the guy on the sideline with the polo on is Jeff Brom. That's right. And, and Louisville fans feel that way about women's basketball, even when they're the uh, big-time underdog. And look, sometimes they get clobbered like they did against Virginia Tech, but sometimes they beat Brittany Griner too. That's and right. And we look at those and you're like, that doesn't happen if Jeff Walls is not the coach here. It's It's been far too long since you felt like Louisville won a basketball game, a men's basketball game, because person X is the coach here. That needs to happen. That's my standard. Right? And I think Nate Oates could be that kind of guy because he's taken Alabama Me to too. a position where Alabama, of course, everybody says you can't do it at a football school. Well, they are the ultimate football school, and he was overshadowed by the greatest college football coach of all time, and yet he's built an identity there as far as maybe the most fun offensive team in America to watch. They're the most metric-friendly team because they shoot everything from threes to free throws and uh layups and dunks they don't shoot a whole lot of mid-range twos that's a style of play that I think Louisville fans would absolutely love I think here's my thing about standard I think college basketball is the hardest sport to quantify what your standard is why because the NCAA tournament is the most random event in sports Alabama was the dominant team last year and they lost in the sweet 16 because they couldn't hit a shot against San Diego State how many times have we seen the team that's been the best all year just have a dry spell or just have a bad matchup and they lose I want to go into every March feeling that my team can make a run, whether they do or not. You want there to be a path that, okay, if we get the right matchups or if we hit a couple shots here and there, that we can make a run. And that's all you got to do. Get into the tournament, and you never know what can happen. And so my whole thing is make the tournament every year. Give yourself a chance. I don't want to say put a number on every four or five years that you have to make the Final Four, but you want to feel like you can. I mean, did anybody think the 2012 Louisville team, when that that tournament started, did people think they were going to be in the Final Four that year? I'm not sure they did, but they got a good matchup against Michigan State. They beat them, had the big comeback against Florida, and then in 2013, they were the best team. That doesn't happen all the time, but you want to feel like you go into the tournament that if you get this matchup or if this guy gets hot that you have a chance. And Louisville went into every NCAA tournament knowing we have Rick Pitino on the sideline. We have an opportunity against just about anybody we play. And that's what they need from a coach. And so I think it's harder to put the standard on basketball than it is football. I think like Alabama can say the standard is the national championship. I don't know if they'll do that now. Georgia, the standard is the national championship because you can recruit your way to that level. I don't think you can do that with basketball because it's just such a random event. But I think the standards got to be make the tournament every year, take your shot from there. Yeah, well, the, the tournament is is random. You're a hundred percent right about that. And in reputations, there was a very long period of time in which Coach K labored under the label that he could not win a national championship. Yes. And now he's the greatest coach, you know, of all time, or the second greatest coach of all time. Uh, and Tony Bennett 
went in back-to-back seasons from the first guy to ever lose to a 16 seed to the most nails coach there could be with all of those buzzer beater wins to win a national championship right. literally the next year yes so these these and there are coaches uh tony bennett if you would ask the average louisville fan well what do you think about say uh muscleman never been to a final four i don't know about that but then you name coaches that have been to a final four you're like i don't like those guys either like frank martin you want frank martin no nobody wants frank martin right and, and nobody wants tony bennett and he's literally won a national championship and so th- these things are all somewhat subjective and it's about balancing things that you seem like you value uh the most that's that's where i'm at with standard wise anyway text or randomness kentucky's 2014 team was 2011 in the regular season played in the natty yeah that was a number eight seed that made a run with julius randall and the harrisons yeah. and that that's one yeah, of the classic we can remember those guys zach yes we sure do and yeah then they lost the national title game to the new head coach of the brooklyn nets kevin ollie you talk about one of the most woo, one of the least qualified men to ever get a head coaching job in the nba <laughs> Kevin Ollie, my goodness. Um, Him getting the coaching job at UConn was laughable because we all knew in Connecticut it was going to end bad, and then he won a natty, and we're like, all right, hold on. And then yeah. then the years after, we're like, all right, this is what we, we expected. And that's the ultimate example. How many better coaches are there than Kevin Ollie, and yet those guys have not won a national title, and Kevin Ollie has a championship because Shabazz Napier went crazy for three weeks. Uh, Texter, can you imagine another year of this nightmare with Louisville basketball? I don't think we're going to have to imagine that. Uh, we got to get to a break here. Top of the hour. We'll be back for hour number Number two, Rabot and Co. Cantrell and Co. This week, Mark Ennis on for the second hour. Thanks for listening to us. You'll be we'll be back here on ESPN 680 1057.